Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news... And just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how is it going? I'm going good, Connor, but I feel something worrying might have happened. Oh, no. What? what? So, do tell. Now, I I think for, for a brief moment today, I thought, God, maybe I like DC more than Marvel. And oh. I tried to narrow down that thought. Of like, yeah, what have could you have stemmed to a, from that? A therapist or uh, several? They all refused to see me. But <laughs> too soon, they said. <laughs> I realised it's because a lot of time Marvel will drop news on a Tuesday or a Wednesday our time, and this show goes out on a Monday. Whereas DC, they saw fit to release a whole bunch of major news and trailers. They did it on a crisp Saturday evening. Connor. Now, I don't want to take credit. And you know I'm not like that, shot. No, but never. I, I put a word in for us. And I said, lads, you're kind of putting us off here. It's a Monday, you know. I explained the whole thing. And Matt Reeves, he said, don't worry, Con, I have your back. Um, I, let me have a word with Dwayne. We'll get all of this hashed <laughs> out. a word with Dwayne. Dwayne and Matt Reeves are the two. Nobody they're, else in DC matters. They're the effective heads of DC. And Ezra was like hanging in on the conversation. Oh, you don't want Ezra in the conversation. But, um, so yes, DC fandom happened this weekend. And that means we are inundated with trailers. I mean... To say a phrase I've only ever used probably this one time. Out the wazoo, Sean. We've out got trailers the out the wazoo. My <laughs> gosh, it's serious indeed. I'm, I'm trying to get that phrase going. Is it going to work? It's, it might catch on. I'm going to. Okay, let me think of a phrase. Uh, we're we're bedivilled with trailers. 
well done very good Thanks. yes but it basically means we got a fuck ton of trailers <laughs> and we don't have a lot of time Sean um, and so there is one or two we won't get to this week and anything we don't get to we will of course try to cover and maybe give our thoughts next week but we'll try and hit the big three so we're not going to do the Batman nobody wants to hear about that it's not very good it's a shit trailer no we'll you push pro- that you said to too. me you said specifically we'll wait till November to do that one uh, yeah, I, I thought, like, let the hype die down. Well, fucking quote-unquote hype. Uh, <laughs> Wait till Eternals comes out, you got her, and then we'll cover it. Batman shows up in the post-credits or something. <laughs> um, so we will be, of course, talking the Batman trailer, and probably for a long period of time, nearer the end of the show, that is our main story. But that is not to say that our starting story, Sean, is any less... I would say DC nerd, nerderific. I'm, I'm trying all these Just phrases. Stop with the phrases, man. We'll have phrases out the wazoo. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's been starting. Um, so we're starting with the Flash teaser trailer, Sean. Um, yes. It just, it dropped. And I mean, it gave us kind of our first idea of, it doesn't give us any hint of the villain of the story, but it does give us an idea of where we're, where they're going within the plot and where they're they're hoping to go. And it's very flashpoint heavy, is what I will say. Yeah, like there there's no mystery or anything to it. Like he is going to other universes in this. They flat out say he can do that and time. Yeah, Ma- Michael Keaton opens it by saying. You could go anywhere at any time. <laughs> um, and then you, it starts with him going to see his mother, which is a classic uh, Flash trope. Not trope, but it's a classic no, Flash um, storyline story point. point. Yeah. What's, what, so what, what's the deal? His, his mother just died when he was a kid, and it's the one thing he never goes back to change. Yeah, so there's a, the great story is, um, they actually kind of covered it in the CW show as well, if, if I remember like season one or season two, where like the idea is that what causes Flashpoint is that he goes back and he saves his mother when she passes away. Right. And this has a knock-on effect to just fuck up everybody's lives. Um, but the, the point is that the, the great hero heroic moment is that he goes I have to let my mother die to let all of this other stuff happen yeah which which is a big heroic sacrifice so I assume they will he will make that sacrifice at in at the end of this movie um yeah I, th- I think that will be one of the main things also did you notice that there's also a different Ezra Miller so there's yeah. two Ezra Millers I'm wondering, are they being very on the nose and that one is from the Snyder universe and one is from, like, the mainline DC... Like, the the the, the theatrical cut of Justice League? Right, okay. And you could have com- a thing... Like, combining the universes that way, I was going to say. And, I mean, you could do a thing of bring Greg Gustin in for a little bit. I, I know Ezra Miller was on the show. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be weird not to do... Grant Gustin, like I don't know why Grant Gustin wasn't just the Flash when they when they cast. I mean, we've been over this whole thing yeah. of like Stephen Stephen Amell and Grant Gustin were sitting there and they were like, "Nah, <laughs> we're nah, going to cast our own." You're not in this movie, um, <laughs> but this looks really nice. Like it's dark, but it's not like Man of Steel or Batman v Superman dark. You know, like it's stylized, kind of. 
Yeah, and also, did you notice, they, of course, it goes to Wayne Manor, um, and the big reveal at the end is that you have the Batmobile, and he has, like, the cloth over it, and they pull it off, yeah. and that's when it cuts to black, and you're like, no, shows! That's really good as well, because it shows that, like, no, the Batmobile is in storage. Like, it's, yes. it's like, he, it's not in and out every night, unless he makes Alfred fucking pull the cloth over it every time. But Wait, he's not still active. Are, are we assuming this is a still active Batman? See, the, the the camera does pan down and you see the Keaton ears and cowl, right? Yes. But I feel that's like a a, a stand for the armour, basically. I mean, I, I, I think Michael Keaton, I'm sure he's in great shape. But I yeah. do... I do like the idea that he's just grumpy old Bruce Wayne who can't do it anymore. I think that's also quite interesting. And all of his friends are dead. And, and all, <laughs> none of his adopted children will talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> just generally sad Bruce Wayne. Sad Bruce Wayne. Think, best Bruce Wayne. <laughs> which is the best Bruce Wayne. Well, sometimes I like, I like Bruce Wayne who's also heroic. But I mean, if you're going to do grumpy old man Bruce Wayne, he's got to be sad grumpy old man Bruce Wayne who yeah, hates he everyone. Can- he can't be grumpy with a family that loves him, you know. Like, no, that just doesn't suit him. I, I think I'd be freaked out. Speaking of suits, actually. Oh, the cool suit shot. The cool. This is a flash suit <laughs> I like. I never thought I'd see the day. <laughs> oh, it's all those lines. I was looking at it going, that looks like um, a video game, like a special suit that you unlock later yeah. on in the game. <laughs> Literally, and it like it it channels the speed force better or some shit. Yeah, you just make up some bullshit reason why he needs it. I'll be, I'm all in. I mean, look, here's the thing: this movie has had a lot of problems behind the scenes with regards to directors, writers getting people in. Ezra Miller's had his own problems offset that we're not yeah. going to get into. We um, won't legally. touch on those, but he's won't had a go at writing as well. It's, he has as well. We um, gave Ezra a go. <laughs> we gave Ezra a slight minor go. Um, but I think this... Does it have a chance of being good? And also, is this being used... I mean, it, as if you're going to do a flashpoint, it should be as a reset. That they're just going to get rid of everyone. Yeah, I think it's a soft reset reboot. And like, it's kind of the only chance they have... At patching <laughs> That's why the it's u- never going to work. <laughs> I know, I know. It, at patching the DC universe back up after all of the fucking like the shit show, I will call it, that went mm. on from about, I would say from from the ending of Man of Steel up until the beginning of the Flash. All of that needs to be looked at and put in line. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that this could be used to bring all of these things together and also I I just hope it's good because the Flash is a character people love and yeah. it's a character that's really likeable if you make him likeable maybe don't cast Ezra Miller but make him likeable <laughs> okay well like there's little things I like like he's the, I, I, this trailer I like more than the entirety of the Flash I've seen up to this point yes. granted the Flash doesn't have a lot of play in this trailer but <laughs> it's the least flash we've seen it's the least flash we've seen and thus it's my favorite flash but i think the idea of hey let's have a flash movie put him in another world for a while then he comes back and his original world is slightly different but he's fine with it i think that's the best way of just 
making the DC universe bring it up a level, say. And I like the idea that, like, um, did, did you see the flash suit that's like the Batman suit, but they've, they've like spray painted over it? Yeah. So and I mean, it's like hockey pads or something. So I mean, I let Batman give him a suit and be like, use this. This is, yeah. I've designed this suit to be able to better withstand the speed force or whatever. Do you, do you think that that, like, homemade version of the Flash suit, that, say, Barry Allen Flash, like the regular Flash that we have in the DC Universe, went back in time and taught himself how to be the Flash? Oh, um, I suppose, yeah. Maybe? You could do that. Like, you could do anything. Like, see, there's time travel involved. So, That's you it. could I literally also, do... Go on. Sorry. No, I was going to say, this movie is probably going to have a lot of unfair things leveled against it because this will come out after Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, the, the more I talk about Flashpoint and this being a reset and them bringing in all these universes as a way to fix this, I mean, it's without question, there's going to be parallels drawn that it does. It's just it's just um, the time that it's coming out. Like if it had come yeah. out last year, I think it was originally meant to come out this year. But um, if it was to come out this year, I think it would have gotten in ahead of the curve. A bit like, oh, that's unique. That's a yeah. cool idea. But I think people will see Spider-Man and think, oh, here we go. They're copying them again. That's, it's going to be that. And they're going to have a frame of reference in their minds already for how the rules work. And so if this movie does it slightly differently, then people are going, could complain about that unfairly. Are you saying people will complain about a movie? I mean, a DC movie? Not a hope. A Marvel <laughs> no, movie? Not. <laughs> and and also you have Avengers as well. So like you've got like doubled up time travel in the last three years, and they might yeah. have different rules within each other. And then you bring out this, people are like, "Well, that's not the same rules as those rules," and you have to just go along with it. I mean, I hope it's good. If I would like this to be good. Yeah, I would. We would like it to be good, but I don't want to get my hopes up because I'm I'm still not a big fan of Ezra's quips. To be honest, um, it just leaves a sour taste. Um, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if he turned into a bit more of a serious Flash? Like, I don't even need Flash to be serious overall. I just need him to be funny. <laughs> There's what? differences. Oh, sorry, what's not funny about brunch, Connor? <laughs> no, I have no problem with Flash being funny. It's just he has to be funny. I think I think we're the problem. I have loads was, of friends that are funny. <laughs> I've loads of people that I know that are funny, Sean. But I think he should be funny. I think that's a good step one to trying to bring comedic value to a movie rather than talking about brunch. That's fair. Um, look, I suppose we'll see. Ezra Miller did a little talky piece at the start of it, and he was like, "We're still making this movie." But we wanted something to show you, so we cut this together. So I guess they got, as we've seen from the set photos, they got Michael Keaton in early and presumably did a bunch of his stuff. Yeah, for the, uh, pr- for the press, of course. For the press. And now they're going to do all the all the middling bits of the film. Well, I know when the, the first The Batman trailer came out, the first The Batman trailer, it's just going to get tiresome. Um, but when that first trailer came out, I think they'd only done 25% of the movie yeah. at that point just in terms of filming so like it's just thrown together what have we got let's fill up some cool scenes and then we'll we'll just cut and splice them together to we'll make, make it look kind of interesting and that was a very good trailer 
very good trailer. Probably never going to be topped. Not a, never going to be topped by any trailer ever. Oh, lads. <laughs> oh, lads, it's coming. Oh, lads. Oh, we'll get there, boys. Um, <laughs> so moving on to our next piece of news, Sean. And this is this is pretty big talk because we've got news finally from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, Sean. Yes. Um, and that God, is, this news. <laughs> the the fact is, this got completely overshadowed. This probably would have been one of the biggest stories we'd covered in the week in another yeah. week. Um, but of course we had all this new footage that came out but that is that Will Poulter eyebrows bad as I like to call him um, will be playing Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 now this is a few years after Volume 2 where I think it was the after credit scene um, where he had his birthday pod and someone says they call him Adam um, and so this is our first introduction of Adam Warlock being played by Will Poulter. I don't know a lot about Adam Warlock. I sh- I must admit. Yeah, um, I, so know, I think, like, you know a decent <laughs> amount, but not. Oh, I need to do. I I've tried so many times to do a hero or zero on Adam Warlock, but yeah. it's making it like digestible in twenty minutes is fucking impossible. I um, think any of the guardians. It's just, like, so much ground to cover in any of that regard. I have the same thing with um, Raven, or, like... Yeah. Well, I, I want to do Raven, because I love the Teen Titans, but if I start on Raven, then we got to go into Demons, and we got to go deep <laughs> into Demons. That's, a, that's a, a less explored area of our heroes or zeros. <laughs> um, but Adam Warlock, the, the reason... Okay, before we get on to the Will Poulter thing, just about Adam Warlock, he is... Like, he is very closely tied to the Infinity Stones. Um, he, he first appeared... I believe he first appeared in the Infinity Saga in Marvel Comics. Um, and he became the Guardian of the Soul Stone. And he... Or he was the Soul Stone? Um, anyway. Basically, it's weird that he's showing up now. Because... Right. He's so heavily tied to those Infinity Stones. That's his whole deal, is that he looks after them. He fought Thanos to get control of them. He's a good guy, mostly. He does have a bad side, which is an entirely separate person. But that, again, is a whole thing. Imagine (laughs) trying to sift through the Wikipedia page. (laughs) But then again, as you said, if his whole thing is about the stones, like... What's he coming in to do? Is he just going to turn up and go, oh, lads, oh, I am fucking embarrassed. I'll be honest with you, I probably should have come earlier. I feel like I'm after missing out on everything that's been going on. Um, so, t- t- anyone got any stones? <laughs> any stones yeah. at all? <laughs> uh, oh, boys, it's... Uh, like... The thing about him is he's he's also like portrayed as generally like Doctor Strangey kind of age like maybe okay. 40, 50 kind of like a grown man who has experience and he has this kind of uh, he don't like regal is not the word I want like a noble kind of um, persona to him like he carries himself very strongly he's very calm and methodical and everything like that um, nothing against Will Poulter Ooh. I no, no, not that. It's just you hate I've not, him. I've not seen him in enough stuff 
I don't think. Hmm. I don't know Have his you not range. Seen Bandersnatch? Was he in Bandersnatch? Yeah. Well, oh. Black Mirror Bandersnatch, yeah. All right. I was all right in that, but he wasn't like Adam Warlock in that, you know. <laughs> no. That's the issue. Um, in the, now, what I will say is that James Gunn cast him. And I trust James Gunn more than I don't know Will Poulter. I mean, the the what we know of James Gunn, he could easily bring in Adam Warlock as this super powerful dude who just has nothing to do and jides up with the Guardians because he has no fucking clue. Like, and Will Poulter would be able to play that character of like kind of comedic because he's so powerful, but he's a bit dim. I don't know. I mean, I think Will Poulter's also very talented. He could probably do serious. We just know him from stuff. Um, I, got, I introduced him as the, as the eyebrows guy. But mostly, yeah. Will Poulter, you look at him, and I, I always think of the movie he did with uh, Jennifer Aniston. Um, and, Meet the Millers? Uh, what? Or We're the Millers yeah. or something like that? Yeah, We're the Millers, I think it is. That's mostly the one I know him from. So, I mean, the Maze Runner as well, but he's kind of just a dick in that one. So... <laughs> I, I don't really know which way you go character-wise. Like, is he coming in, like... He's not going to have, like, the hero shot where he's, like, standing there looking all serious because I don't know if I can take Will Poulter doing that. No, but, like, at the end of Endgame, do you know where they're fighting Thanos and they're like, oh, there's something entering the upper atmosphere? For a second, I thought that was going to be Adam Warlock. Right, okay. Instead of being Captain Marvel. Um, just randomly and everyone's like who the fuck is that guy who's that yeah it doesn't make sense Um, (laughs) but it would have been fucking cool though Um, but I'm trying to find the name of the uh, because it's the enclave in the comics who yeah I think it's it's the sovereign in the MCU they made Adam Warlock and he's created to actually destroy the Guardians like it's a revenge thing because she's gone mental at the end and she's making this perfect being to go and destroy the guardians of the because, galaxy because um star lord robbed them and yeah. yeah and then that's the whole opening sequence of volume two yeah and so it's gonna be it could that's his purpose then at the minute it's nothing to do with anything now in the comics so what happens is warlock realizes uh oh the group that made me made me to do evil things and i don't want to do that and so he turned to good. So I can totally see him f- kind of kind of winter soldiery, like nearly brainwashed fighting the Guardians. And then he starts to come around and he realizes, no, this is this this is not the way to do things. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I mean that makes the most sense. Like he will be c- the kind of bad, big bad for the next one, but then the Sovereign will be ultimately they'll have to go back and destroy them. Yeah, and look, it's more Marvel cosmic things and. The more we do that, the closer we get to Galactus. Do you think Warlock will be added into the Avengers afterwards? Or is he part of the Guardians crew? Like, he'll just be kind of offset with them? See, I think he has a thing in the comics called Infinity Watch, which basically tracks and monitors the stones and things like that. So maybe he does that, but for other universes. Uh, okay. Like he, I mean, there's just a way to use them afterwards because they're not just bringing them in for a what and done. That's definitely not going to happen. So no, um, and and maybe look getting the thing with like a younger actor as well. Um, it's a good way to have him like 
have Adam Warlock actually like age up and then maybe become more of that traditional role. Yeah. Um Okay, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, shot, and this is another piece of DC fandom footage that has been released, and it includes everyone's largest charismatic friend, that is Dwayne, The Rock, Black Adam, Johnson, because... He's a very charismatic man, it turns out. A very large and charismatic man, and he's going to be playing Black Adam, who is Shazam's big villain but it's gonna be an anti-hero kind of thing we think because the first black adam footage was um unleashed or revealed at dc fandom and we had like i think it was a minute long trailer i think it was like maybe a minute 10 yeah um, what 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 Dwayne told us was that uh <laughs> told us, what big daddy d told us what did he tell us He's, it, the movie's in post at the minute, so it's getting ah. all the effects and all the polish and all the bells and whistles put on it. Yeah, uh, and we trust him. We trust Big Daddy D. Oh, we trust Big Daddy D with our lives! <laughs> uh, the, the reason why, one time we smelled what The Rock was cooking, and yep. boy, it was good. Uh, now, this is, this is our first reveal of him as Black Adam, and we barely even see him, Sean. But my question is, what were your thoughts on this reveal? I mean... This is way cooler than Shazam, isn't it? <laughs> it's already way cooler. It's already <laughs> way long. better. Because he... It, so the scene is basically a bunch of people come into the shrine kind of thing that we saw in Shazam. And then they say the word Shazam and then Black Adam appears in a flash of light. Mm. And then proceeds to like choke and turn a man to dust and then yeah, fly. Like there's, a, there's a there's a mercenary guy there and he like he lands and he just has the hood up looking all badass and you don't even you barely see him it's just like a silhouette and the mercenary guy just grabs gets grabbed around the throat and as you said like 10 seconds later there's just a skull rolling along the ground and then all the other mercenaries are like oh shit and then they start shooting um, as and in like we're about to die the and before all of this, um, we got a lot of the other characters who will be in this movie. Um, and they were all talking, like in the lead up to it, they were talking about Black Adam. And Pierce Brosnan, um, he was like, oh, he, like, you know, four films playing James Bond over ten years. Like, I've not seen anything like this. Which, it's a, it's a pretty high recommendation. Now, we don't no, see the man with a gun off screen you know, forcing him to say that. But he said he's seen that on Mamma Mia 2, though. So he actually said it was actually a better set um, on Mamma Mia 2. Well, yeah. well, it was um, Greece, actually, yeah, wasn't so, it? So we're still, we're still looking for something that could defeat Mamma Mia number 2, he said. Uh, this is just slightly below. Better than James Bond, but slightly below. Um, Sean, he also catches bullets. Um, this man is Superman. Uh, what's, what now, are your thoughts? That was a like an automatic rifle was fired at him and about I would say twelve bullets. But he only caught yeah. one. I wanna know what happened to the rest. Other eleven into his head. He's dead. That's the last thing in the movie. He's dead man. Cut to black. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, Oh, this is cool, but then he's also he realizes there's eleven holes in his chest. Or conversely, he catches the first one and the following eleven hit the back of the first one. Oh yeah, that's even cooler. Paying off that's a that's a cooler yeah. move. <laughs> cooler move for Black Adam. He's, He's using one bullet to block the other 11 in the same time. That is, that's a level of power. Um, the good thing is Rock was also asked just about, like, 
what's the power level of Black Adam? Because he's basically Superman, but with no weaknesses, really. Uh, yeah. Which is kind of a hindrance. But uh, he said Black Adam would defeat Superman in a fight. Of course he's going to say that. It's a promotional tool. But it doesn't make sense. Black he kind Adam of would, is though, magic. Black Adam, yeah, he's ma- I was just going to say, he's magic, which yeah. Superman can't deal with. So Superman is as strong, as fast, as whatever. But Superman is weak to magic. And Black Adam has all the same strengths, but is not weak to magic and is magic. So I think Superman might lose. Be terrible if you were weak to magic, but you were magic. That would pretty. That would <laughs> oh pretty <bad>. shit! <laughs> I'm I'm so strong, but also so weak. I'm oh, mild. I'm allergic. I'm allergic to skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think this movie will? I have one question about this yeah. trailer because it was very cool and it's very unique and it's got Big Dwayne in it and he's being this cool anti-hero that's a badass. If this movie is cooler than Shazam, when Shazam two comes out. Are we up for Black Adam or are we up for Shazam? I think, see, you need, like, for that to work, you need Black Adam to actually do something very, very bad at either the end of Black Adam or the beginning of Shazam 2. There's a picture of him high-fiving Hitler at some point. Maybe. Maybe that's what happens. Or maybe he, (laughs) like, what if? Here we go. What if he killed Superman? Oh shit, they're trying to get rid of Superman anyway. Yeah, so they get rid of Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah, again. <laughs> again, okay, no, but in, in universe, they, yeah. well no, actually they killed him in universe as well. But this time, they're not bringing him back. The ship is gone, there's no ships. There's no, yeah. <laughs> he's just back from the dead and he, get, he dies again. Um, no. it, and if you go by... If they incorporate Snyder Cut rules into this, Lois Lane is pregnant. Mm. So then there would be... Uh, is it is it John Kent? You There's could have a Superboy on the way. Superboy on the way. Uh, now, and then you just wait 30 years in universe and then you have Superman back. Hang on. I can improve on that. Superman gets killed by Black Adam, right? Yes. So it's in, it's just in the newspapers. Black Adam kills Superman. Shazam's not happy about this. That's how it kicks it off, right? Right. But they're using Flashpoint to mush all the universes together. They've oh. got Michael B. Jordan playing Superman in the other universe. Suspiciously, kind of, we don't know. Kind of. Kind of, maybe. Michael B. Jordan, if so facto, becomes Superman. I rest my case, your honour. Good day. <laughs> I love it. I like it. I love it. That, like, it's loose. But that has it's logic to it. That has logic to it. And that's how you establish Black Adam as a bad guy. The problem is you'd have to show him killing Superman and you don't have Henry Cavill, which is an issue. Unless Cavill comes back and just does... Just for that one, one scene. Just one day filming. And like, but you would just need you, to lie there, and just the rock stands over you and punches you until you die. He just holds a pillow over him, like it's a magic pillow. <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a kryptonite pillow. <laughs> but but like, then you anger people by like not having first of all by Superman losing. They don't like that. Oh, don't like that at all. Also, like it has to be a big fight, you know. 
Yeah, I think you got to have like a doomsday situation where like they just wreck the fucking place. Yeah, like a show, a proper showdown. And Metropolis is ruined again. Like they've just rebuilt it, and they just <laughs> got the last ceremony. skyscraper, the last block in place, <laughs> and then they fly through, and everything is gone except for that block that your man's holding. <laughs> They're and about to just, cut the ribbon, and all the crowd are there looking, and the two of them just fly through the skyscraper. Oh! If you were in that situation, would you cut the ribbon anyway, or would you wrap um, the ribbon back up? I, I would wrap it back up real slowly in front of like, the crowd. <laughs> we were so close; we were one day from retirement. Well, we know how to do it now, folks. <laughs> We have the blueprints. Let's do it again. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we had our first reveal of Black Adam. I think this is very cool looking. This obviously it's a first, very very first teaser trailer. We don't know anything past this, um, and it could just be a cool idea. I want to see what it's like on a bigger scale because this is like a first introduction of the tone. But it's very easy to show Black Adam being cool. I want to know what the plot is. Why should we care about this? Very powerful yeah. character. That is that is cool, but is there anything to the plot that we should be intrigued by? Yeah, and will will Zachary Levi show up? I mm, I don't know if he's going to show up in this one. I don't know when this is set either. We don't know what's going on in the universe at this time. I, I, I'm assuming it'll start in Egypt and then work up to now. Because yeah. Black Black Adam starts in back then, so it'll start like hundreds of years ago, and then it'll probably move up to now. Okay, and then yeah, and that's presumably when the likes of uh, Atom Smasher and stuff like that show up. Yeah, I mean, it would make no sense for Atom Smasher to turn up back then, and then they can't use him anymore. But Doctor oh. Fate, Doctor Fate is timeless. You could use Doctor Fate whenever the fuck you want. Um, that's an interesting. Dr. Fate could appear, say, at the start of the film and then just be a continuously popping up yeah. hero. That would be interesting. If anyone wants to know more about Dr. Fate or Black Adam, we've actually done Hero Zeros on both of them, if you want to go oh. back and listen to that. Um, they're, they're, they're good episodes. I was there. And so, <laughs> so we're moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news, and this comes from everyone's favourite country, Tomothy Holland. Um, and Tommy Tommy has been having a chat about Spider-Man No Way Home now this is nothing to do with the big reveals it's nothing to do with trailers nothing to do with any of that time stuff we're probably going to cover that in the next few weeks because the closer we get they're definitely going to reveal more shit but he has done an interview and he was talking just in general and Tommy has a way of just kind of maybe revealing one or two takes and he said that he felt like he treated No Way Home as the end of a franchise, did Tom Holland. And right. so, by those words, I've kind of taken that to mean he sees this as his last Spider-Man movie, or maybe one before the end. But he basically said he treated this as, like, this was the end of the Spider-Man franchise that he was in. Maybe. I did read this, and... He it was because it's the homecoming trilogy is what they call it is right homecoming far from home and no way home all of like central themes which I think it's kind of like you know Spider Man discovering who he is basically um so maybe it on a, on taking the viewpoint that Tom Holland would remain in 
the EU. <laughs> it takes that that he stays with the movies, then it could just mean it's going to be a more confident Spider Man. Maybe he's out of high school now. You know, maybe he's like college aged. Because um, he so, said we we were treating No Way Home as the end of the franchise. Um, I think if we were lucky enough to dive into these characters again, you'd be seeing a very different version of the characters. Which is, I mean, we kind of assume that anyway, with all the time travel, they're going to be doing some resetting. They could easily change personalities. They could easily change who's playing these characters. Same characters played by different people in different universes. Exactly. And like, you're right, like contracts expire. Actors get tired of playing the same role over and over again. Uh, I like also with Spider-Man, like the ownership of that character in terms of film is forever in question. So it could just be a way of being like, look, if Disney and Sony don't agree on this, at least this movie's done. (laughs) And so then my question is, if this is the end... Would you prefer that they went another Peter Parker or they went Miles Morales? Miles Morales every day. Every, like, it just makes more sense. Yeah, than seeing... Not, not not against Peter Parker, but, like... Especially, like, Peter Parker... We have, we've seen that story so many times over the past 20 years. And also, they've pe- kind of fucking nailed it, the last yeah. three... They've done it really, really well. And so, why not like have a new viewpoint and a new story? It, and, like, you have a character that was created in comics in another universe who then went over to the main universe. And now you have that exact same situation set up in Fat No Way Home. And so, if you do want to swap out Spider-Man... Do the, do do the same thing that happened in the comics. What if, what if they pull the rug and they just do Tom McGuire <laughs> like he's back? He's back. As he's the main, main Spider Man now. He's the main Spider Man. Yeah. You know what? I'd like to see him play off of Hemsworth and Brie Larson. And <laughs> just him looking up at Hemsworth. <laughs> And, and Brie Larson's doing all those push-ups now. She's ripped to shreds. The two of them yeah. are looking at him going, how are you on this team? How have you done this? I get you have spider powers, but come on, lad. Uh, so, <laughs> or like you know, Andrew Garfield comes back for a few. Like, they just they refuse to do Miles Morales. We're just going to go back to one of the first two. Yeah, the previous actors are just all going to tag out every so often. And oh, just they're just going to tag it out. Keep fresh. Same, do same character, movies. same storyline. Uh, Marissa yeah. Tomei is still Aunt May throughout the whole thing. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. But it's how Disney want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think um, him even saying this, they've definitely kind of already told them, we want to put out this vibe. This isn't so... Like, Tom Holland is under strict PR rules that he is not to reveal anything that they don't want him to reveal. Yeah. So... If it is a PR stunt to be like, this is the last one, guys. You gotta go see it. This is that's, the last one. That's a lot of um, it as well, because like that's all any headline is when you search Spider-Man at the minute. Yeah, and I think that makes sense as well. I just wanted to bring it up just in terms of it's an interesting idea of where they go from here. If it is, in fact, a lot. If it's not, Tom Holland can stay on. We all love Tom. Let him keep doing Phillips. He's great as Spider-Man. But eventually yeah, he will stop pod. being 16 
which is an which is an issue. So he'll eventually stop looking eighteen. Like he'll have to just like look twenty seven or twenty eight or whatever he is, and that's yeah. where the problems arise. Do you um, think the MCU could handle if Tom Holland went in to the Spider Verse as like whatever age he is now, like seventeen, eighteen, and then he came out and time had passed differently? in the multiverse and he was now just 25 I mean they could kind of get away with it it's it's a weird way of going about it but yeah I mean like it's it's weird that he's still 16 I think even now because I mean yeah. Tom Holland he does look like a man in his mid 20s and I mean that's still pretty young but he's still playing 16 year old Peter Parker yeah like as uh, yeah like as a man in my mid 20s like, if I were to play a 16-year-old, that's weird. <laughs> you didn't look 16 at 16 with your full beard. No, I look 12. <laughs> <laughs> but you grew up very quickly. You got to a certain point, then you just aged rapidly overnight. And then I just, yeah, and then I just perfected yeah. what I am now. Perfect. I mean, I didn't a mess. Want to say it, Sean. And perfected mess. <laughs> we're moving on to... I'm, I'm like have... a drawer. I'm like a drawer yeah. full of random things. Oh, well, but I know where like, everyone is. You know, do you know what they all do? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, God, I know what that key's for, definitely. <laughs> Give me 700 goals and 700 locks. And I'll find out what it does. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. And I have a bit of a... I, I mean, I don't want to say spoiler. Because it is just a rumour. And it's about the Eternals. Um, what are the Eternals? It's not in, no, we're not allowed to do that, Sean, because you are the resident What Are The Eternals guy on the show, and you know that. Don't try and get right. out of it. Um, They're a team Sean, of superheroes. The They're a team of superheroes okay. in the Marvel <laughs> Comics universe. <laughs> That's a bit vague. What if I wanted to learn more? Uh, you could listen to a couple of Hero Zero episodes I've done. You could yeah. also just okay. fucking Google it, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm walking. <laughs> I retire. <laughs> I'm out. Okay. Um, so I have a bit of a rumour about the Eternals. So what's interesting is that throughout all of, I mean, all of the promotion for the film, a lot of the promotional materials have actually, there's been one person suspiciously absent from a lot of them. And this has oh. only kind of come up this week. So they've they've been doing all this promotion for the movie, of course, it's coming out. Um, but somebody kind of pointed out, and of course, this is a heavy rumour, like we don't fucking know for sure. But the fact that Salma Hayek's Ajax has been suspiciously absent from a lot of the promotional materials in the lead up to the film. Now, this could be nothing, but Ajax is also believed to be the leader of the Eternals. So, I mean, it would make more sense to have her front and centre within it. But instead, they've kind of concentrated on, um, of course, you've got Angelina Jolie as Tina. Um, you've got Richard Madden as Icarus. So they're kind of front and centre nowadays. So yeah. my question to you, Sean, is what would happen if Ajax died in the opening of the film as, like, the big set-off, oh, the Eternals leader has died, and that kind of puts them in hiding for... I don't know how many years. I'm just going to quickly and muted pull up the Eternals trailer here because I'm nearly sure. Do we not see her at like a farmhouse 
at one point. We do. So that's the start of the trailer. Like we see her at the the farmhouse in coming in and going. We need to come back. What if she yeah. dies early though? Hmm. Maybe. I mean, and that's like the impetus. And and then you have Icarus, who is traditionally he is like the leader of the Eternals in the comics. You leave he a ca- void of leadership within the group that Icarus and, kind of and Tina in. are kind of all fighting for, even. Maybe. Maybe that could work. And then it's this whole thing of, of like, he needs to start taking responsibility, basically. Hmm. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's absolutely, this is just a complete guess, like uh, a shot in the dark, just from things that we've seen. But just in terms of an idea, like, if we're all just going to speculate, let's do some wild speculation here. This is the place to do it because we're definitely going to be wrong. But wouldn't it be cool if they, like, used her in all the trailers and then just killed her off? It was like, now there's no leader in the Eternals and they're just kind of lost and they need Icarus to step up, but he's also a flawed human being. Or what if she's the villain? What if she makes a deal with the Celestials or something? Did you know, actually, I read an interview with Salma Hayek who described... I'm trying to remember the word, the exact wording she used. She described um, Ajak, her character, as... I think she said the bridge between the Celestials and the Eternals. Yeah. Was the way she described it. Um, which, I mean, if she turns bad... She could necessarily be the bridge because she is one foot in either camp. That like, I feel that could work. Like, and and it's a betrayal then. And then you have then for like the next Eternals movie, you don't need to have them fighting Celestials. They can just fight Ajax, and you set her up as like the best Eternal. Yeah, I, I think probably killing her would have very heavy vibes of, like, you're fridging your <laughs> your main female character to lead on the rest of the group very yeah. early on. Um, I do like the better idea of maybe throughout the years that they've been off, she's kind of had her head turned, that maybe the Celestials have kind of maybe gotten through and she's like, you know, I'm starting to see maybe maybe they could be right, you know. Yeah, like maybe too much exposure to the Celestials kind of warps your sense of thought and like you start you getting maybe more power hungry or anything like that. Um, it's a, it's a, look, it's an interesting like thought experiment. How you have to wait fakes her debt. Yeah, she, fa- she fakes her debt and then she's the big villain. Is that what we're saying? So, I think so. Yeah, so she fakes her debt, leaves the void in the team. They're all lost. Turns out she's been working with the Celestials the whole time. Confirmed, Connor. I Confirmed. Think that's exactly I didn't want to say it. Didn't want to say it, Sean. But we <laughs> have worked this out. There's no need to see the movie. You know no, what? It, and look, we, if you do see it and we it, and it is right, we don't have a we yeah. don't have a clue at the minute. We're just chatting shit. I am literally just guessing here. I just want to see what. So this is just two pals sitting down going, Jiz, wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be cool if? <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if this? We're idiots. We don't know. But yeah, that's. There's just a weird rumor of someone who's like, there's not a lot of promotion with Salma Hayek's character, who's a pretty. She's a pretty big name. Be weird not to throw her into quite a lot of the, the posters are thrown out. 
Um, unless, Shod, she's evil. No, no, no. What if they're all evil? <laughs> they're all... They are, actually. Icarus is not a good guy either. Okay, we're moving on, Sean, to our last story of the week. Now, I have left a bit of time. And I knew yes. we were going to leave time because... We're going to talk the Batman trailer. Um, this is the second the Sorry, Batman Connor, trailer. We're going to talk the the Batman trailer. We're going to talk the the the, the Batman trailer. Um, da, da, da. <laughs> um, and I left this time because the last time I think we talked for half an hour about this fucking trailer, the first one. So I wanted to delve into what this all means, what it could entail. But starting off, Sean, the Batman trailer. What did you think of it? Oh, it's a very good trailer. And I'm very excited to see the movie because of it, Connor. I have, oh shit, written down on my pad, watching it. Yeah. Um, as, I mean, as our resident Batman fan, uh, you hate Batman, you've told me that multiple times. Um, I absolutely despise the character. I, I'm, <laughs> I, I think Batman's alright. Like, I mean, easily top 100 characters in comic books. I mean, I would even say top 50. I'm even going to go that far, really? Sean. I know that's... Bo- yeah, I know, I know. Controversial, I know. But the, the Batman trailer has come out. We've got Robert Pattinson in the movie. We've got Paul Dano as Riddler. Um, we've got Catwoman, Zoe Kravitz. Everybody's involved in this. There's Andy Serkis in it. Colin Farrell's Penguin appears quite a lot more. Does not look more. like Colin Farrell. It's ridiculous. It's so weird as two Irish lads watching one of our own being like, that's not Colin Farrell. <laughs> What's he doing? We talked last week about Colin Farrell's abracadabra card, haven't we? Uh, yes, we okay, did. Okay, good. Yeah. Then I'll leave that there. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so the big news is that, I mean, where do you want to start, really, with this trailer? Is the main I thing. mean... First of all, th- we see a lot more than we did in the first trailer. Like, well, as I said, 25% of the movie was done on the first trailer. So this time they had a full run-up ad. They are it, in post-production. They can do whatever the fuck they want. So it opens with the Riddler in a coffee shop, um, drinking a nice, I assume, soy latte. Riddler's mm. a bit of a soy boy, as we all know. Yeah. And he's getting captured by the police. This is definitely part of a bigger plan, right? Oh, I assume this is very early on. Like, I think this is, like, first half an hour of the film. They turn up, they capture him because he wants to be captured. It's the classic... It's the classic villain trope of, I've wanted to be in this jail cell because I have other plans, which is what the Riddler does. The Joker did it. It's a whole thing. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, so they they all turn up and they capture him. And when they take him away, Sean, there's a coffee cup there. And, I mean, there is... I don't know who the barista is, but they need to have maybe a promotion, maybe a chat, because they've done some good work on a question mark in that form. Very clear. Very clear on the form, that particular question mark. <laughs> they did, like, things. a flower first. And yeah. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Do it again. that out. <laughs> so, maybe the Riddler was the barista. That would be on brand if he just gave question marks. Uh, yeah. And they arrested an innocent man. Also, not to fucking out continuity everyone here, um, but the way the camera pans up, that question mark is backwards to how the Riddler oh. was facing. And so oh, he wouldn't have been looking at a question mark. He would have been looking at 
I would say a really fucked up L. <laughs> oh no, it's really fucked up L, man. He's back. <laughs> Just not to tell you your business, DC, but you got to pay attention to these <laughs> the kind of things. Point, big plot point, Ron Panson walks into the final battle and he's like, little me this. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, oh, I left the coffee cup in the wrong place, didn't I? <laughs> Are they fucked up L's or backwards or backwards question marks? I can't figure out what's on your suit. I mean, there is an L in riddle, but like, come on, you're, you're stretching it. It's near the end. It's not even the last one. It's like right, it's in a weird spot, man. What is this? What are we doing here? What is <laughs> this let's let's sit down let's hash this out with words <laughs> let's lash this out with lurds <laughs> okay oh you're a um, prick batman <laughs> he's got me again um so yeah he gets taken away edward nigma that's probably that's the him done for the movie that's probably he gets taken away never see him again there's another there's another villain i'm sure um you have uh they talk about the light hitting the sky which was you you have the narration from uh, Robert Pattinson, yeah. and it's basically talking through like when that light hits the sky, I want everyone to be fucking terrified That's of what's the to thing. come. Yeah, he says it's it's not a call, it's a warning, which makes a lot of sense because, like Batman is patrolling anyway, and presumably, like that that light is not to say to Batman, hey, come out and do some vigilanteism, it's to say to the criminals on the ground, Batman is definitely out tonight. Yeah, I'm, I think this movie is really interesting. As we've talked about before multiple times, probably in the last review of the last trailer, this is very early on in Batman's career. And yeah, what that means is we've got a Batman who's even more hell-bent than burning or breaking bones than older Batman, which is That's- a weird sentence to say. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've written here, this is an angry Batman. But there's yeah. no focus for any of the anger. He's just living it constantly every second. Like, if this... And this is a bold claim without having seen the movie. But I feel a lesser movie... Do you know there's the line later on in this trailer? It's like, who are you under that mask? And then it cuts to the line where he says, I'm vengeance. Yeah. I think a weaker trailer would have said I'm Batman in that moment. But this dude is not Batman. No, and I think um, for anyone who doesn't really read Batman comic books or just watches the movies, like <laughs> the interesting part about that character, like, I think it kind of gets covered and begins, is that there's several different stages of Batman. So stage one is he's just hell-bent. Like year one to probably year two or three, He's just hell-bent on just ruining criminals. Not yeah. killing them, but he will break every bone in their body just because, as you said, he's fueled by just this anger of Gotham needs to be cleaned up. Gotham needs... I'm going to get rid of all the criminals. And just yes. every night I'm going to go out and I'm just going to beat the shit out of them until they stop doing crime. And it's not until, like, three or four years in where he finally realised, oh, there's actually... I can use... It's not about how many people I fight, it's who I fight. Or, like, he becomes smarter where where he uses his energy. And yes. With, with, and I think that's a very important Batman characteristic, that, like, he becomes much more... Okay, something happens, and he takes a step back. And he goes, okay, 
well, what does this mean? Whereas this Batman, something happens, there's an explosion. He's like, I'm going to go fucking fight whoever did that. And he just goes running in to fight whoever did it rather than be like, okay, well, let's think about this. How did the explosion get caused? Okay, what are the steps? Who's behind this back to back? Whereas this Batman will just go around breaking people's arms. Tell me the next guy in the line that I can move up to to break yeah. his bones. Whereas the, uh, a more experienced Batman would just find that guy first. Yeah, and I think that's a really interesting character trait for... the. Ba- I think Batman is at his best when he's well-rounded. And I think this Batman isn't a well-rounded, um, like, hero. And by that I mean, like, he's like... If you did, like, a character in, like, a video game, Batman should be nines across the board, whereas this Batman has maxed out strength and fighting. And yes. I was just like, he's put he's put 20 into that. And he's like, I don't really give a shit about any of the other stuff. I'm just going to be the best at this, and we're going to see what happens. And a few points in charisma, maybe. (laughs) Maybe a little bit. You need to be Patches Malone. (laughs) The, um, what I do, uh, on another character, actually, um, Andy Serkis's Alfred, I really like. He pulls off a really amazing good lord in this trailer. <laughs> good lord radar alert there is a good lord in this movie well i would just like similar to we did mask of the phantasm on patreon there's a really yeah, good, good moment is it is it good heavens does that good good it's no, a good, good god it, i think he, it's I think good, he god. Says good god he says yeah mm. good yeah. god and this is very similar to that, and I like it <laughs> i'm also from riddler there's heavy seven vibes like oh yeah it's so seven i mean that was mentioned the last time but the the more i see of this riddler is just like this is i mean i'm gonna say this is kevin spacey in seven um but he it the idea is that riddler has committed a series of murders so he's got to go up against the young riddler and this is a bruce wayne who's just beginning his path as well so you've got a young batman against a young riddler and this riddler is like a mind fuck and he can't Um, beat him by punching him to death because that's the perfect villain for a, a young Batman. Because it's like, yeah. oh, I have to think. Oh, no. Um, and what's also interesting is that we're, what we're seeing in all these trailers... We'll, we'll get to Catwoman in a second. Um, but what we're seeing in these trailers is that there's heavy emphasis on... I don't know if it's the Court of Owls. But there is heavy emphasis from, I think, Riddler. Basically saying... There's fucking... There's something really deep below Gotham. Or within Gotham. That is yeah. going on, and Batman's like just trying to try. Batman's trying to solve surface level crime, and Riddler, through his riddles or through basically his mind fuckery, will reveal the Waynes are involved. All these families are involved in this fucked up thing that's underground that you don't under even understand right now. That's the thing, and it would make sense to have like a bigger bad. In this movie, because... That Riddler reveals. Yeah, and the Court of Owls, that's a fair, fairly new thing in comics, but it, it's implied that they've been around since the start, basically. Yeah, they've been, like, running Gotham behind the scenes, like, with all the rich people and all the families of Gotham. And so, the idea within that that's interesting is Bruce Wayne basically has to just kind of accept that his parents, who he looks up to, and they're the cause of all of this stuff... Were involved in some shady shit, or the yeah. Waynes were involved in some. His grandfather was involved in some shady shit that has made Gotham like this. 
swab of like evilness underneath it. Yeah, because he's gone like a step beyond the red string wall that I love, and he's just spray painting shit on the ground at this point. Uh, yeah, he's standing in the middle of like it all. That's like, what does my family research. have to be? Like, what's yeah. this about my family? What's this? What is the Riddler doing? It's just he's so confused. Yeah, there's the sins of my father is written there. Uh, there's another one here that says renewal is a lie. Uh, so maybe like the Gotham renewal project or something like that. Uh, yeah, I I think it's going to be a lot of Riddler basically revealing things, and this Batman we're going to get the best thing ever. This has been revealed that it is going to be a detective movie, so he's going to start off just punching people, and then halfway through he's going to be like, "I got to figure this out. There's yeah. there's something going on here," and we get to see this Batman kind of grow into the role of detective, the world's greatest detective. So exactly. Might say. Um, very quickly, on the things that he spray painted on the ground, there's three names, and each of the names is surrounded by photos. Uh, now, I only know one of them, but there's Mitchell, Colson, and Savage. And Savage right. in DC Comics is a dude, right? Van- Randall? Vandal? Savage? Uh, no, I think that Savage is going to be the old uh, chief of police. Who, right, and um, there was a savage who was part of the police, and so I think that is going to be the Riddler's victims. I, I get okay. the idea that that will be like he's listing out the next possible targets for who the ah, Riddler is going to kill. I see, because yeah, um, there's a bunch of so, photos around, and I thought he was like tracking people through time, but maybe that's not the way <laughs> this series is going. No, I, I think the idea is that um, Savage is like head of the police. And so he's like, okay, well, who's the Riddler going for next? What's the what's the pattern? So there are these three names, and he's like, I need to warn these three people that they're either he needs to warn them, or they're already dead, and he's trying to figure out who's the next one, or who could be in the court of owls. Exactly, like it's. I think it's either names of next victims or previous victims that have already yeah. happened that he needs to solve the next one. Um, Interesting. That. We want to move on to Catwoman now because she gets a massive use in this film. This is a, or in this trailer, I should say. Zoe Kravitz is all over it. Um, yep. I think she looks fantastic. Just looks great. In, Best Catwoman. Like, <laughs> I, think, I think she is already. She, I mean, and I, I just even, I just like the idea of like, she, I think she's early on. I don't know if she's full on Catwoman as well. I think she's just petty thief at this point. Yeah, like she seems fairly um, comp- confident in her abilities. Oh, no, I'm and stuff like not, that. not that she's not competent, but I think she's not like full on Catwoman right, right now. Right. No, but I feel she'll play into the Penguin story because we see her in a club at one point, which could it be could like an iceberg. Go along with, I mean, it would make sense that she robs Penguin. She robs yeah. Cobblepot of something he has, and he's after her. And with, within that, Batman gets involved. There's something he needs from Penguin. And she's like, Penguin's after me. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend or whatever. So like, yeah. come join me and we'll fight them together. That's it. Because I feel this Batman would be even less likely to work with a, you know, a full-on criminal at this point in his career. But once again, that's the perfect time to bring her in. Like, yeah. right now is the time that she can like... He needs to have that moment where he's like, it's not black and white. Like, it's not, 
you're either good or you're bad. There has to be some fucking grey area in between that he needs to understand, even though he, he's slowly getting there throughout the film. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be... This movie is going to make him into the Batman, I think. And I do... I just think it... I think the two of them... I hope they have great chemistry. I I mean, we've only seen like kind one of or two scenes. On that, doesn't it? You can't... You can't you can't really rely on these scenes, but I, I, they look. I mean, they look like two fantastic people together. So let's let's throw them we in the movie. We wish them all the best. We wish them all the best. But I hope, I hope they have great chemistry, and I hope that I think she's gonna fucking nail it, and I think he's gonna nail it. So let's see if they nail it together. Um, we don't mm-hmm. know. Um, mm-hmm. But <laughs> no, not like that. No, like performances. Extended Sean, performance. cut. Extended cut of this film. <laughs> No. Like, <laughs> um, so, also, Penguin, Colin Farrell. How weird is it on a scale of one to ten? It's surreal. Like, that does, That looks like a new human. Uh, yeah. And, like, the voice and every Like, he's perfect. As, give like, him an Oscar already. Give him the Oscar already. Perfect mob boss kind of Penguin. Um, mm. Did you like the, the bit when um, Batman screams, he doesn't care what happens to me? Or, I, I, don't, I don't care what happens to me. He yes. says, which is I young did. Batman in a nutshell of like, I'll give a shit if I die. Like, I'm just going to keep fighting until someone puts me down. Yeah. But also, like, if he doesn't, he he kind of needs to, though, because he needs to keep up the, because if, if, you know, if Batman fell off, of, no, if Batman got killed and then Bruce Wayne also died at the exact same time people have it figured out then and then alfred doesn't have a normal life and that that's I mean, pretty much it you're thinking but, in hindsight though but he's not thinking like that he's just like i don't give a shit like they can't do anything to me i'm just gonna keep killing them or not killing them hopefully not kill them jesus christ i <laughs> i keep maiming them so their families he, don't recognize them what if he just like has one kills the kills the first guy <laughs> he kills the first guy or, and just starts down a path uh, would you do you like the idea that he goes out with a gun the first night but doesn't use it? Yeah, I, I like that. I, okay. I like I like the idea he goes out with the gun and he's going to use it, and then he's like, "Nah," and he throws it away. He has a flashback um, to some pearls falling in slow motion. No, please, no flashbacks to pearls. Please, no pearls for God's sake. I think we're going to get pearls in this movie. You know what? Let's fuck it. I mean, I'll take ten seconds of pearls if it gives 20. me a good film. Tw- 15 <laughs> I give it 15 seconds of pearls 18 <laughs> is it slow motion yeah oh, no <laughs> I don't want slow motion pearls okay 9 seconds but we play it twice that's the same <laughs> <laughs> but they're fast motion <laughs> how far apart uh, one is just after the third act uh, <laughs> and the other is in the middle of the climax they're around the same time. <laughs> and it's superimposed over the screen. So both <laughs> things happen at once. Fuck. That's pretty good. No, I want to see that now. No, I, I agree to that. That's pretty good. Okay. Fucking, um, I'll, I'll get on to Matt. And I think the main thing to get to is the fight scenes in this yeah. movie. Um, now, I think this will develop into a detective movie by the end of like him solving things and working with clues. But I also just love the fact that the fight scenes, they're not going to, like, half arse it either. That, I mean, there's a few of them I want to get to. First of all, bulletproof suit. Excellent. Oh, 
Amazing. Um, and then he grabs the guy and electrocutes the side of his neck. And that's just... That's pretty great. Um, are they... Who Have we figured out who those people are, by the way? They they look like jokers. They, just they look, look like, like joker, goons. like goons, don't they? Yeah. Or they could so. just be like Riddler goons. They could just be random thugs. I don't know. Yeah, but the, um, anyway, he kicks the shit out of all of them and it's class. That's true. You also have a fight scene in um, a club, which is similar yeah. to The Dark Knight. But I just want him like... You also have Catwoman there on that night as well, and she's in a wig. So it could be a scenario where Batman's just there mowing true boys, and Penguin's like, what are you doing? Why are is you that here? When, is that when the light's, like, flashing as he's punching people? Um, The light is... No, the, are you thinking of the when it's in darkness and they're firing the guns? And that's Maybe I'm thinking of that. Yeah, sorry, I thought there was another one where it was, like, to a strobe from a song. So he's um he's fighting in in the in the nightclub and then there's also a scene after that where Oh it's the guns, I mean, it's the guns. Yeah. It's, the guns is such a fucking cool idea. How have we never seen that before on film? That like it's complete darkness because of course this Batman would like splinter sell the shit out of the boys. Just turn off all the lights and just completely just one by one. Just completely take them out. Uh, yeah, uh, while they're firing guns and you just see flashes of him moving and fucking Krav McGann lads to just death. Just visually. So good. Like, so good. Just the idea of like, they can only see him when they fire and it's just him getting slowly and slowly more, like closer yeah. to them. To their, like they're about to die. It's so good. And we also get a full on look at the Batmobile. Yes, you do. And the Batmobile is shown in the... In the end of the trailer, and we, we see it that it's just, it looks like a normal car shot, just looks yeah. like a normal car, um, but he's on the chase, he's chasing Oswald Cobblepot, uh, yeah. Colin Farrell, and he fires, I don't know what it is, is it a gun or a rocket or something, and it blows up, and he's like, I got him, I fucking got him, yes, he's dead, I defeated him, and then through the flames, we see the Batmobile, and it's a badass moment. He actually, um, and you get like that. It's a very comic book shot because it closes in on Batman's face in the Batmobile, and he has this snarl. Yeah, he, he's like chasing this goon down. He's like, "How fucking dare you try to get away from me? Who yeah, do you think you he, are?" And he rams him off the road. Um, and then the final scene is just him walking out of the flames. Cool guys, don't look at explosion shot. No, he walking. He's walking away from the flames. Um, and the, it's upside down, and that's when the title card comes in. And oh my god, oh, so good! Like he's turned Gotham upside down, Connor. Oh, shut up! It's so good. <laughs> and it's so good because you see it from Colin Farrell's viewpoint, or the Penguin, whatever you want to call him. And it's fuck. It's actually terrifying because this is like black shadow silhouette monster just coming out of the flames in the rain. And I mean, and like, we haven't even gotten into Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon or Andy Serkis as barely seen in this trailer. The cast of this is outrageous. The fight scenes look outrageous. It's, it's not oh. fair. It's not fair on any other movie. Also, there's a moment also, where Batman's beating the shit out of some dude and Catwoman is, like, terrified of him. Yeah, and I think that should be this idea that, like, she's, like, sees good in him. Like, she's the villain, but for some reason, he's more intimidating than she is. Like, she's like, you're fucked. Like, I just yeah. rob people. You, That's not you... a heroic thing to do. Yeah, like, and you need that. And I think this is, 
this has the potential to be fucking excellent. I'm, I don't want to get my hopes up too much, but everything we've seen so far has been absolutely outstanding. Oh, man. I'm, I'm freaking out, Sean. It's really good. And March 4th, 2022, Connor, you will get to see this. I have bad reputation of March mm-hmm. Batman films uh, after Batman vs. Superman, but I will... I will go along, Sean. <laughs> I will go <laughs> along and see. <laughs> I mean... I might skip this one, actually. Good. Good take it. Good take it. I, I just think... I mean, in terms of this movie, also Matt Reeves came out, and I don't know if it was like a shot at Nolan, but he was kind of like, this is going to be the most realistic Batman like, we've, <laughs> we've ever fucking had. So it's going to be even more grim and like dark than the fucking Nolan, because they're kind of still Hollywood. They're Hollywood dark. Like, he's going to go yeah. another level of, like, that. we're going to no- go another level of gritty to see what happens. We're going to um, actually kill people in this. <laughs> yeah. People are going to die. Batman's not going to do it with a gun, hopefully. Uh, somebody else can. I don't mind Penguin shooting a lad. That's kind no, of his No, that's deal. fine. That's um, what he's all about. Yeah, or, like, Catwoman shouldn't really kill people. Batman shouldn't really kill people. Alfred, kill as many people as he wants. Fuck Stone Cold Killer, that lad. Alfred has no code about killing. He'll just kill no, someone he, he doesn't like. He walks around with a noose, ready to use at any given moment. That's actually part of his character. Not a lot of people Alf- know that. Alfred is Hitman. Like, he's Agent 47 <laughs> from Hitman. <laughs> so, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. I knew I had to give us extra time for that trailer, because I was going to so freak much. out. Fandom happened, and I was like, okay, it's going to be a busy Monday. But no, they were all... <laughs> it, it's, it's built hype for all of them that I've seen so it's yes. it, they've done their job in terms of releasing trailers so I'm a happy comic book fan I think you're a happy comic book fan I will agree that I am a happy comic book fan yes excellent so it's enthusiasm out the wazoo from us folks <laughs> yes and, <laughs> it's out the wazoo <laughs> and would you like me to take us out Connor yes please Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description if you want to check it out. A couple of bucks a month helps us to keep making the show weekly, tri-weekly, as we do. And you also get shout-outs, you get film reviews and all that kind of good stuff. So head on over there if that's interesting. Big shout-outs go to the award-nominated host of Waffles and Mario Talk About Things. Waffles from Aotearoa, New Zealand. I learned that's the Maori way of saying uh, New Zealand. Like, it's the name of the country. It's like Aaron versus Ireland. What are you doing research for? I don't don't like you doing research. I was trying to look up the pronunciation, but I still (laughs) couldn't find it. Uh, you're going to take my job of research <laughs> I'm the riddler now uh, big thanks also to Kira Lawler David Clark Ed Ball Joe Burney uh, Roisin Shrodoshin Halley Ryan Right Time Evanson Sean Heroes Don't Do That Jameson Dominic Josiah Florida Gal Green Anna Team Irish Walrus Yelmroos Lil Dicky One Gave Out Dead Rats and Used Condoms and the other gave out Wraparound Sunglasses and Bath Salts McGrew so oh, one of no. One of those men from the ongoing story is Jared Leto. Oh, I don't want to be Jared. The other one I can only assume is Cyclops from an early X-Men film, but with bat salts. And Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, and Sammy DeLucia. Thanks, everyone, for the continued support. We really, really appreciate it. Head on over there if you're at all interested in that. 
We're also on uh, Facebook, Heroes for Hire podcast, uh, or Detective Development's discussion group, whichever you prefer. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire pod, the four is the number four. Facebook, I've already said. Instagram, Heroes for Hire podcast as well. You can email us. Oh, the face. We don't have a Facebook, actually. Um, You're very good at promotion. Do you remember uh, Facebook went down the other week? I tried to join and, uh, oh, I fucked up. Uh, You can also email us. said, I need help. I need help. And then they couldn't help me. Oh, no. (laughs) So I ended them. Uh, You can also email us. Here's for hire underscore at outlook.com. But I think that's about it, Connor. Okay, so I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And we shall see you all next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.